I mean, you know, honestly, I was just very naive and I thought I have three babies, so I want three dogs, one for each child and did not put a lot of thought into it. We were and much just more kind stupid. Of- we, just, we just jumped right in <laughs> yeah. in our generation. Stupid as can be, like, it'll all work out. Yeah, let's just get another dog. <laughs> This is the With a Dog Podcast, a podcast for the modern dog parent. I'm your host, Carly, and every Wednesday I bring on pet professionals or some fellow dog parents, and we laugh, learn, and commiserate about everything from the confusing vet visits to dog park etiquette to the two ham potty breaks. Essentially, life with a dog. Hello, people with a dog. I hope you are all doing great. I am... At my parents' place in Sacramento, I drove down last week with my dog, Albus, visiting for the holidays, and I'm literally in a pillow and blanket fort. Like, I made myself a fort at my parents' place. I feel like those memes and those feelings that you get when you, like, go back home for the holidays and you revert back. Usually, you revert back to, like, your teenage self. Maybe you're, like, a bit moody and you just, like, want to nap all day and watch TV. Yeah, apparently I've reverted back to like elementary school. I'm I'm making forts. This was not supposed to be an issue though, because I was supposed to be in Lake Tahoe this week and doing like solitary podcast work, doing a bunch of episodes for the new year, maybe interviewing some cool avalanche rescue dogs. But no, instead I am in Sacramento because I got snowed out. Of Lake Tahoe. So basically, my parents have like a small place in each spot, Lake Tahoe and Sacramento. They're about two hours from each other. And I came to Sacramento first to say hi, swing by for a day, and then go up to Tahoe. But during that time, a huge storm came in and I got stuck. And this apartment is not necessarily conducive to soundproofing recording studio vibes, thus the fort. But that's okay, you know. Instead, I am going to be hanging out with my friends from high school more often and seeing their dogs. And some of them have new babies. So I get to spend more time here with some awesome people here. So I'm just like looking on the bright side. Speaking of, I was also able to do, you know, maybe I wasn't able to do the avalanche dog interview. Hopefully, I can get it scheduled for sometime in the future instead. But instead, I was able to interview my mom and her best friend for this week's episode. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to say quick thank you to everyone who DM'd me after last week's episode. Many of you said you had also been like feeling tired or off and that that episode has inspired you to make appointments and get some checkup blood work done as well. So that makes me so happy to see us dog moms being more conscious of our own health, not just of our, you know, not just obsessing over our dog's health too. So good for you guys. If you haven't listened to last week's episode yet, honestly, it's not like groundbreaking or anything, but I do kind of give a little bit more of a life update on me personally. And I hadn't been feeling well. And so I worked with a doctor and I got some answers that I had been seeking. So thank you everyone who reached out about that. And then moving on to today's episode topic, 
It is all about having kids and dogs. So I wanted to do this episode because there is that whole adage or like kind of saying, you know, dog mom, being a dog mom, or my dog is like my child. And which is totally fine. I adhere to that too. I agree with a lot of that stuff because I think that a lot of the care and love that we show our dogs can be very similar to, you know, the relationship between mother and child. But obviously there is still a difference and I do not have kids, so I can't tell you what that difference is. And so I decided to interview my mom and her best friend and family friend, Maria. You know, I had a hard time finding the right guest for this type of topic, which is why I went with two people that I know very well and I trust and they trust me because some of the questions that I posed were hard and I didn't want to ask these questions, which are, you know, these kind of impertinent questions to a stranger from Instagram. So I'm going to give you a little bit more about info about our guests and then A couple disclaimers before we go in, and then we'll get into the interview. So first, we have Maria. She is, as I said, longtime family friend, known her my whole life. I went to school with her three kids. I've dog sat and house sat for her, and she's always had dogs. She is a listener to the podcast. I would definitely classify her as a modern dog parent. She She loves her dogs, has unconditional love for them, does anything for them, And I think she has a great perspective on this kind of topic. Uh, Currently, she has three dogs. So Louie and Greta are both dachshunds, girls, and then also Nola, who is a Sheltie. And she also occasionally cares for her grand dog, who is another dachshund named Darla. So as I said, definitely a dog mom. As she said in this episode, she's always had three dogs for the last like 30 years. And then there is my mom, April, but I think I actually only refer to her in this episode as mom. And (laughs) she does not have any dogs at the moment, but she has two kids, me and my younger sister, who was on another episode, if you guys remember, back in August. And we grew up with two standard poodles. So we had one, so we only had one dog at a time. So we had Yubi and then we had Ditto. And they have not had a dog for the last, I think, like about eight years, maybe, because they are, my mom and dad are heading into retirement and wanted to be footloose and fancy free and did not feel like the lifestyle they were leading would be conducive to having a dog. And so that's where I think Maria and my mom differ. You know, Maria's like, I will have a dog at all times for my whole life, whereas my mom has chosen to be without a dog. So I think this is also a good thing because we get kind of two different perspectives, two different types of dog moms also in this episode. Well, maybe three if you count me. So that's a little bit about each of them. Love them both dearly and have to say a big thank you to them for doing this episode with me. We went over to Maria's house, sat on like her bean bag and couch and just like had our mics with us and our wine and hung out and talked. So going into the disclaimers, sound quality is not great. That was my fault, guys. Um, 
you know, I brought my mics and all of that, but I didn't put my, I didn't put headphones. I didn't have headphones for all of us. So I didn't wear my headphones. So I couldn't tell if like some of the mics were moving and creating additional noise or anything like that. So that is my, that's my bad, but it's still completely listenable. Um, Next disclaimer is, you know, obviously our two guests today actively chose to have kids And, you know, and I know I can speak for my mom is that she always dreamt of being a mom, like having her own kids. And that was her dream. While I know some of us listeners, your dream may be to always be a dog mom only, you know, which is also completely valid. So I just want to like throw that out there that we're dealing with different perspectives, different life choices. So this isn't a debate about whether to have kids or have dogs or which is better, kids or dogs. It's more of just like an insight into having both kids and dogs from different types of dog moms, also kind of from a different generation. And on that note, maybe it's a fun episode to send to your own moms and to have this kind of conversation with them or pose some of these similar questions to them, you know, so send this episode to them, see what they think, see if they agree or disagree, or have another opinion that they want to throw out, you know, I think this is just like a fun discussion topic. And, you know, maybe even send it to some of your friends who have kids and dogs and see if they feel the same. Basically, send around the episode so I get more listeners. (laughs) All right. And then next disclaimer, um, we do kind of touch on what the difference is between having kids and dogs and in relation to the emotional bond. And so, you know, basically, spoiler alert, but both of their answers is like that it's not the same. And I just want to point out, point out that they both said, you know, it's not the same, but they didn't say one was better or worse. They just kind of said it's hard to verbalize and it's hard to compare. The two, because it is a different type of relationship, and it's not fair to compare dogs and kids because they're also two different types of beings with two different types of needs. So I just want to throw that out there. I don't want anyone to be like, oh, they said kids is better or anything like that because it's just like it's not the same is basically kind of what what the summary of that question was specifically. But in a lot of other ways, they said it was the same. And then last disclaimer, um, this is not any type of like pregnancy announcement on my part. This is not like me and my partner, me and dog zaddy. We do not want kids at this time. We are not trying to have kids. This is not me saying that I'm about to have one. I just wanted to throw that out there. This is just more of like an interesting topic, not me like secretly being pregnant. So I hope you guys have fun with this. I hope you enjoy it. This was actually so amazing for me to be able to record with my mom and Maria, and I'm so thankful for them. So let's get into it. Welcome to the With a Dog podcast. We have Maria. Thank you, Carly. I'm so happy to be here. Yay! (laughs) And mom. Hey, finally get on the podcast. Yay! (laughs) Mom has been asking to be on the podcast for like ever since I started, but she doesn't have a dog at the moment. <laughs> so I'm like, cool, but what would you talk about? And she's like, I don't know. I just want to be on it. So it's happening. And rightfully Mom. so. It's happening. Yeah. This Very excited. 
Very excited. It took a few years, but I'm here. <laughs> um, all right. Well, today, I've already told you guys, but we are talking about having dogs and kids today. So both of you have children. Thank you very much. <laughs> and You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. And you have dogs. So I guess the, the first question that I want to kick it off with is a lot of my listeners, a lot of the listeners are a similar age range to me where they may not have kids yet, but maybe they're contemplating it. But at the moment, their dog is their life. Like their dog is, you know, maybe from their early 20s to, you know, maybe like early 30s now or late 20s, whatever, has been their heart and soul. And so I think the the main thing here is like, okay, when you decided to have kids, did you have dogs already? Well, Carly, honestly, we were, my husband and I were pregnant with our first child, our son, Spencer, and um, he was premature and one of his friends that he went to college with as a gift sent us out a puppy Rottweiler. So you you would just had Spencer and then you got a puppy or you were pregnant with Spencer? We had Spencer and a week later we picked up a 30 pound Rottweiler from the airport <laughs> from Detroit. YOLO. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. So you have a premature baby and a puppy. Yeah. How was that? Difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Not easy. Not easy. And our son's name is Spencer. And at the time, there was a show, this is 33 years ago, again, called um, Spencer for Hire. And he had this uh, like partner in crime, and his name was Hawk. So we named our Rottweiler Hawk. Okay. Yeah. And Hawk was, Hawk was a big, big Rottweiler. Yeah, it oh, was. I so remember that because because I, I, I when they told me the name, I said, "What? It, it's Hawk." I said, "Like Spencer for hire." They said, "Exactly." I said, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so, did you have a dog as a married couple before that? Before Hawk? No. So you like went in all all together? Oh, with it. I it was a lot. Yeah. Did you or Dave grow up with dogs? Yes. Okay. Yes, but not a Rottweiler, but we did. We definitely grew up with dogs. I always had wiener dogs. That's what my family had. Dave grew up with labs. Okay. So um, Hawk was great. You know, we, I mean, we just tried to adjust the best we could. I, I was seriously, you know, trying to change diapers at the same time. I had to take a puppy out all the time. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I could not. I'm like this overwhelmed just at the idea of a puppy. Like just that. Yeah. Everyone knows. All the listeners know. Like the idea of puppy training and everything that goes along with it. I'm like, that's too much. I could not. So puppy the idea, training and diaper training. That's insane. <laughs> okay. So you got Hawk and Spencer. And I mean, you went for it at that point. Mm -hmm. Then you had dogs from then on. Oh, for sure. And a couple more kids. Obviously. Yes. 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 Okay. So now let's flip it over to mom. Yubi. Yubi. Yubi mm. was our first dog when we got married, and it was actually a wedding gift from my mother. <laughs> okay. What is it a with puppy? People? It if was a puppy. Ever gave me a puppy? I would be like, thank you so much, but no. Like well, I would immediately. I know that sounds terrible, but I think I would immediately find find it a new home. 
like well, we were married pretty young, so maybe we didn't just dis- discover our our voice, you know, till <laughs> until a little bit later in life. But we and Agreed. of course my, yeah. <laughs> you know, of course your dad went. It's it's a poodle. It's a standard poodle. I don't think I do those because he only had one dog growing up, and then it was a puppy. So if if your first year of marriage isn't a little bit challenging as it is, let's just throw in a puppy and starting a career at the same time. Yeah. It it was definitely a challenge with without a doubt. I mean, I remember plenty of times we came home and we're like, they just took out all the plants we just planted and shook them to death. They just chewed this. They just messed up the house. It, it was it was constant. And standard poodles and Rottweilers, like they're mm-hmm. great dogs, but they have their quirks. They're not known to be like the super like, sweet i'll do whatever you want lab or something like that you know like like standard poodles are pretty active and and then rottweilers like sometimes can have like guarding tendencies and stuff and so it's not like it was just like this like oh easy dog right off the bat either oh no way just very well and extremely smart i always felt outsmarted by by our standard poodle puppy this is why i have hounds i've said it before i like i mean they're smart for sure but I don't like to be outsmarted. Oh, I dog. felt totally <laughs> I don't outsmarted. like my dog to be smarter than me. <laughs> well, and they cost and they cost some more. I mean, you have a standard poodle. I mean, there's grooming and unfortunately, people look at Rottweilers and kind of, you know, aren't sure about them, but they are the sweetest They are sweet dogs. animals. Yes. I mean, I can't even tell you, you know, we've had two of them mm-hmm. and um they're very loving. Yes. They definitely are protective, but at the same time, as long as you control them and, you know, show them boundaries, they're a very loving family dog for sure. Yeah. No, that's what Casey, my sister Casey, when she um, was on the podcast before, she kind of talked about her dog and the mix and Rottweiler. And I, I mean, oh, I yeah. met Rottweilers and I know that they're like great dogs, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, she talked about how like absolutely sweet the dog is. I know, but yeah. and but they unfortunately people look at them and they are they have a little look. menacing. Yes, yeah, yeah. and the stereotype can follow them I around know. because of that. I know. Yeah. Okay, so Yubi, and then you had me, but Yubi was like older. You know, I think I personally think dogs are a great practice if you decide to have kids. They're a great practice. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you have the vet bills. You have the food bills. You have, I mean, I think it's great practice if you choose to have kids. I don't know if one's harder than the other, though. Kids are longer, harder <laughs> commitment. <Yeah. laughs> it's a lifetime commitment. Unfortunately, it is, it's dogs don't live long enough, which is, it's unfortunate. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, on that line of talking about dogs and kids, we will address like what the differences are. But as, you had more kids and more dogs. How did you balance the making sure the dog wasn't not neglected, but like was still fully taken care of while having the family, you know, because if you're like, so-and-so has got to go to soccer practice. And then we also got a tournament here. And then, but the dog started limping. Crap. Mm -hmm. You know, when am I going to have time to take him to the vet or like all that kind of stuff? How did you balance the care of the dogs. Um, once we had kids and they were a little bit older, I mean, and I mean like, you know, ages under 10 years of age with dogs, if anything was wrong with the pets, the kids would be very concerned because they are such a big part of your family. Oh, so the kids actually like helped. Oh, for sure. With 
making sure the dog was cared for. They'd be like, mom. Oh, they, yeah, they'd be very, very worried if, you know, they were sick or, you know, even if they threw up, you know, should we take them to the vet or, you know, what should we do? Yeah, it was uh, definitely, I think, a, I think, you know, dogs um, or in that fact, any animal is a great nurturing, you know, for children to grow up with, you know, and, and then just to have that, um, you know, playmate and when they're alone or something. I don't know. Really? What? My, my girls fed chocolate to our, to our, to our <laughs> I don't know about helping with the care. At least it wasn't we in were, my house that way. We were not helpful whatsoever. <laughs> oh Mom gosh, would like no. go to work and be like in the summer or something and be like, guys, walk the dog today. We would not. We would like move the leash, <laughs> make it look like we walked the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, we would not. He was fine. Oh, I, I mean, can't tell you how many times I came home and the water bowl was completely dry. So in my well, house, no, they were okay. very much more neglected than they were. For example, <laughs> when I'm trying to think how old. Um, oh, I know the answer to this. It, you were the dog was five years old by the time you were born. Yes. Okay. So had had lived really. Um, by being spoiled. It was my only child dog. Yeah. only child dog for, for <laughs> five years before you were born. So how was that transition? As far From as having, his care? Or? Yeah. Well, just like, you know, like having only child dog to having an actual kid. I mean, obviously that child for was us, amazing and perfect it, it in didn't every go, way. It didn't go well. We had... <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't know. You, uh, yeah, it, you were in the ER quite a bit. Uh, we thought Child Protective Services were going to call us. You were constantly falling, tripping, bruising yourself. The Nothing's dog actually changed. bit That's you. That's normal. Um, yeah, okay. At one point in time. And that was, that was a horrific experience in our life. Horrific. Okay, what happened with the bite? You were trying to ride him like a horse. And he, I think, was just tired. Who knows? Hot, tired, and just turned around and, and snapped. But unfortunately, when he snapped, he caught your face um so you had three stitches you know on your cheek <laughs> scarred for life <laughs> who would have thought that would have thought and now you have a dog podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it was very traumatic because it well for a variety of reasons i don't know if i can bring it up on a podcast i'd feel bad what <laughs> i wanted to find him a new home okay because i was worried that maybe he couldn't tolerate a rambunctious energetic um, angel yeah angel yeah. <laughs> and I was worried there was going to be a next what happens if it's really disfiguring oh so I was you I were afraid it was going to happen again yes I was I would that was yeah. that's your fear or just it's the unknown is what it is you yeah. have a have a party and used to the family dog running all over the place but he did not grow up with you yeah he was an only child and like I said he was extremely smart I was worried we had toddlers we were going to have other toddlers over and if it wasn't you, maybe it'd be somebody else that got oh, bit. Oh, so like it, another right, kid. And, and we then had, that would be even, yep. yeah, a friend's kid or something. Because I would yeah. have never in a million years would have thought that he would have growled and snapped at you. Yeah. So I was very afraid. Of course, Dad thought that I was overreacting. and um, <laughs> Dad was like, it was her fault. <laughs> pretty much. That's yeah. what his response was. Yeah. <laughs> well, she shouldn't be climbing on him. <laughs> well, you know, just to chime in, my youngest daughter, Abby, definitely was uh, very tactile with all of our pets and, you know, would blow in their faces and, 
you know, jump on them and would constantly just like grab them by the ears and just lovingly though, just wanted to love on them. And we would con and we'd hear them growl a little bit and it would be very concerning. But, um, at the same time, you know, she definitely got nipped a few times and it did teach her a lesson. I mean, she, you know, uh, one time with one of our dogs, she, kept on blowing and blowing in his face. And I was like, Abby, stop doing that. Don't do that anymore. And sure enough, he was um, one of our big first Rottweilers and he just took his snout and he hit her like really on the top of the head and she started crying. And so then we had to reprimand both of them. So it was a learning lesson. Mm -hmm. But, you know, kids are definitely um, – you know, kind of that anomaly around when they're, especially when they're young around dogs. Yeah. Like from Abby being really tactile and you were like, maybe had to like kind of draw a line or do like the reprimand. And then from UB and his little like nipping at me, how did your be, what did you do differently? Like, were you like way more like aware of like, you know, oh, keep them apart or were you just kind of like, no. I think it's a lesson and they, that's how, you know, they learn to be around pets. Yeah. Yeah. Were you like keeping me and you be apart or, 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 you know, making sure that I don't climb on him or like whatever? Making sure you didn't climb on him and really keeping an eye on him. Yeah. Uh, instead of just trusting the fact of letting you both outside in the yard, I was making sure that I was there or somebody was there keeping one in the house for a while and until you matured a little bit and he became hopefully a little more patient. But yeah, well, and that's the thing is like, I think that's the sometimes nerve wracking thing when you think about having kids. Hi, Nola. We got Nola, the Sheltie just came up to say hello. Um, I feel like that's maybe sometimes the nerve wracking thing about having kids of like, you have to be the one to hold up your dog's boundaries mm -hmm. because if they hold it up, that's what leads to the nipping or a, you know, like a little warning and stuff that could be scary with, with the younger kids. So it's like you have to almost be your dog's protector, I feel like, at some times. And then also the kid's protector, too, like to make sure they don't cross a line or whatever. Exactly. Be because you think that, I mean, really dogs are – you know, very bright and, you know, they get a little jealous and as do children mm -hmm. for attention. So how do you, how do you balance the attention part? Cause that's, I mean, that's the thing, like even just getting a second dog with Lupin, mm -hmm. I've had to balance like, Oh, I need to have more alone time with Loopy. Cause Albie is so much more mobile since he's younger and he's a lot easier of a dog in a lot of ways. So it's a lot easier to take Albie places or to do more things with him. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't had my one-on-one -on -one time with Lupin. So how do you manage still having one-on-one -on -one time or or making sure your dog has the appropriate attention, not just care, but like attention and love? How do you balance that with kids? Veteran's mother that you are. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think they both just have to dovetail into life is what I think. If that means you're going on a walk with, with your, you know, with a stroller, going to the park, you take the dog. And they both might be, it's different than having just a child without a dog or just a dog without a child. Yeah. And so, like you said, with two dogs, it's the same thing. You, 
it just dovetails. Don't ask me how it all makes it work. Like having another, you know, you have another baby in the family. So the oldest is like, wait a minute, you know, we, there, there's somebody else now. And, but you make them the, oh, hey, this is, this is great. You're a big sister. Yeah. Now, great. You're a big brother now. So I, I think it just, if you make it work, I don't know how you always just make it work. Well, and I think we made it work because, you know, back then we didn't have Google. So we didn't Google, you know, I am having another child. Should I get another puppy? I mean, <laughs> you know, honestly, I was just very naive and I thought I have three babies. So I want three dogs, one for each child and did not put a lot of thought into it. We were and much just more kind stupid. Of <laughs> we, just, we just jumped right in <laughs> yeah. in our generation. Stupid as can be like, it'll all work out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get another dog. So, yeah. Well, then, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a lot of research put into it. I think that sounds like very idyllic in my mind. <laughs> it's just like, it's true. I mean, if you've got one, like if you've got two, you might as well just go for six. Let's do it. <laughs> and just like, all right, three dogs, three kids. And and then they can all keep each other company. Yes. And I've always had three dogs. Okay. So that's and three kids. Yes. That's a lot. Well, my kids are all grown, but yeah. yeah but but I, so you but you always had three kids even when Spencer, Hannah, and Abby were three dogs, you mean when sorry, I had three kids. Yeah. <laughs> I have always had to get rid of one. You've always had three dogs. Abby kept showing back up. I know. Yes, I have. I have. I mean, you know, my husband, you know, love him to death, obviously, because, you know, a dog would show up and he'd be just like, is that dog visiting? And I'd be like, no, that's our new dog. And, you know, he would be just like, okay. (laughs) All right. What's one more? No. and, And I feel like they're so therapeutic. I mean, you know, obviously, your mom and I, you guys, you know, once you graduated from high school and went off to college to have that type of, um, you know, just to have that companionship when you come mm-hmm. home, regardless of how long you're gone. I mean, you know, they love you. It's like you walk in the door after one hour or eight hours and it's like, oh, my God, you know, she's back from the war. I mean, they, they're they so excited. <laughs> I mean, they're so happy. Yeah. And it is it is comforting for sure. Okay. So I guess that leads to another question. How is the relationship? Because you are a dog mom and like a kid mom. Mm-hmm. How is the relationship of being like a mom to a dog? I mean, you know, I say mom as in like, you know, like the caretaker, mm-hmm. the maternal like carer of the dog different than like how do they – emotionally fulfill you in a different like what's the difference well they just always wag their tails i mean you know you can just talk to yourself and they're look at you like i don't care what she's talking about is she going to give me a treat or does she just want to talk to herself i mean you know they're i don't know they're just it's it's just a great loving relationship and Mm -hmm. it's just hard to imagine life without a dog (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, there's times where I, I almost think, God, do I love my dog more than I love my kids right now? (laughs) When they are sassing and they're teenagers and you're looking at the dog and it's just wagging its tail and all you have to do is give it some food and take it for a walk. Life is, life is good. Yeah. Because the, the kids are so much more needy and 
The dogs are less needy and more appreciative. Well, they don't. They don't talk. <laughs> they do not sass so. back. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe they have thoughts to say, and they they do have big attitude. They, they, they have they some attitudes. They might poop or pee in your closet, and that is their way of telling you they're they're not happy right now. But do you oh. mean the kids or the dogs? Wait, wait Both. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I think that would make sense because sometimes, I mean, I can't relate. I can't speak to the part of like having kids but when you've had like a miserable day and you're just like ugh like life sucks I'm feel like crap whatever you can just be like well you love me to the dog and be mm-hmm. like well we yeah we're so happy and I love you so much and then it's just that's like a nice easy thing mm-hmm. but I could definitely say you know if it's like as teenagers, me like yelling at mom and Casey, you know, having her own attitude or whatever. And then you, I could just see you, mom, being like, "Well, at least you're fine." To ditto, like at least you're good, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. So ditto was our second dog, and we got him at oh gosh, I think Carly was in fourth grade and Casey was in kindergarten. Yeah. When, when we got him, no, I think I was in like sixth. Oh, really? Okay. Because it was. We only had him like a year before we moved back from North Carolina, right? We got him in North Carolina. I know. So. A year before we moved back. Yes. Like from. Uh, we only had him like yes, a year. Yes, you're right. Good memory. Maybe a better like memory than I do. Yes, exactly. So maybe you were a little older. Yeah. But still. Yeah. Right. We And we had been dogless for a while because our dog passed away, um, Yubi, our first dog, when we moved to North Carolina. So we'd been dogless for a little bit. We had a rabbit and hamsters and fish <laughs> yeah. for a while, but... We, we ended up getting a, another standard poodle, hence the name Ditto. Okay, well, now we're going to go on to discussion of, you know, this is the podcast for the modern dog parent, which I define that as basically someone who is taking a very holistic view on the care of their dog. So it's not just like, yeah, they're fed and they're exercised, but like, okay, are they happy? Are they mentally stimulated? Are they, you know, groomed well? And like, you know, all those kind of things. Are they a part of the family? Mm-hmm. And there's the whole saying of dog mom, you know, and I've talked about this on previous podcasts, especially I touched on it with um, Blair of the Dink Dog Mom uh, blog. And she, that episode, she kind of said like, you know, dog mom is great, but like, I don't want my dog as a replacement for kids. I want my dog as a dog because you can put them in a crate maybe if you're going to go out. And whereas you, you cannot do that with mm-hmm. a child, you would need a babysitter or, you know, like it, it. there are certain differences, but there's a lot of people also who are like, my dog is my child. My dog is my baby. Like I love them that much. So what is the difference between having like being a dog mom and having kids because i feel like a lot of times i'm spending money i'm up at 2 a.m if you know if they're sick i'm calling out from work i have to figure out a dog sitter or or like not go to work because like what's happening with the dog like all of those little anecdotes that you hear about having kids i mean obviously it's not like a long-term commitment but i guess that's my question is like what's the difference it's no, it's nowhere near the same. So if if you can imagine, and I and I will I will play my nice card and say if you can, <laughs> thanks, uh, mom. <laughs> if you, no can, one wants to hear the mean card. <laughs> <laughs> well, the mean card is that there is no comparison. 
in my mind. However, mm-hmm. if you can imagine as much as you care for that dog and love that dog and feel like you're a true dog mom, it's exponentially even more special with a child. Okay. So that's so you think the actual bond and the love is different. It's not just like the care, it's the the actual like love. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely different in a way that um obviously, you know, you give birth to your child. Yeah. You know, and the thing is is that um as much as we all love our pets, you know, unfortunately there is a shorter time that they will be with us Mm -hmm. you know it's hard I mean I've gone through decades of losing animals yeah you know that yeah it's it it is very very difficult Mm -hmm. for sure um but obviously you know um there's it's it's hard to compare that type of you know, unconditional. Well, I don't know. I'm really unconditional with my dogs, but it is a different type of unconditional love. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. It, it is different. It's... Yeah, until you go through it. You just don't know. It's almost one of those things that's extremely hard to verbalize and describe. Yeah, I think... That's the thing, because, like, I'm over here childless, and I'm like, I don't know... Like, what if I don't love my child as much as I love Lupin? (laughs) Well, there will be times that you, that that is true, Carly. Just so you know. Well, speaking from experience, they're short and fleeting. (laughs) I think what's also hard is that having older children and looking back on the years that um, when they went through losing pets, Mm. and comforting them and seeing, you know, how hard it was. I mean, it's also, you know, character building, but, um, but, you know, they all have pets. My kids all have pets. They love them. Mm -hmm. So it is, I think that kind of, uh, care, caretaker mentality. Mm -hmm. They're a family member, the furry family member. For sure. So maybe, to round it out, maybe that is the the magic of dogs mm-hmm. is that they can you can love them unconditionally and you can love them so much, but you you know from the get go that their life span with you will be fleeting, mm-hmm. and they're here for that time period, and so you can you know have them just as that like being to love and but you know from the get go that. It's not the same as having kids. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they, and obviously, you know, like having a baby, I mean, or a puppy or, I mean, a dog for that matter at any age, I mean, they need you. You have to feed them. You, they can't do anything for themselves. So do you think, this is other random questions that are popping in my mind. Do you think, you kind of touched on this before, mom, that having a dog is good preparation for having kids beforehand. I know you got your puppy at the same time, <laughs> Maria. I but... was not prepared. <laughs> I should have gotten a plant first. <laughs> Did not. Went straight into a puppy. <laughs> a baby. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, I think it's great practice. For sure. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I, having a puppy in our first year of marriage was probably the best thing that could have happened to us because we already, uh, in preparation to have children, we already started the negotiation. No, you take them out. I did it last time. It's like yeah. you get up and feed them. You mm-hmm. get up and change them. It's, yes. it, it's great practice. And I think a lot of people do that maybe with unintentionally. 
yes. they get a dog, not thinking, oh, this is a good practice for us to have kids. Mm-hmm. It just, it just kind of happens organically, I think. Um, I'm amazed at all the things that you do for your dogs and some of the other dog owners that you've had on your podcast. The games, the stimulation games, the you know, how you feed them. And there's always some fun toy. And I'm thinking, I'm feeling really guilty because I should have practiced more with our dogs. I didn't do that with our kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, that would have been good for Carly when she was that age. Yeah. I just put both the kid and the dog outside and just said, go play. <laughs> came yeah. up a sandbox and a shovel and a bucket of water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that is true. Like, I think And the reason I wanted to have this episode and have this conversation is because sometimes, especially with Lupin, because he's our extra complicated one, is like sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm like, I have a child. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. like, this is I'm up at 2 a.m. because he he has a stomach ache and he's like explosive diarrhea. So I'm like (laughs) over here, you know, like guarding him in the kitchen, sleeping on the floor to, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I... I have a child. Like I was like sometimes. It is just like having a kid. Your kid is up with the flu, you're up with them. Again, it goes back to great practice, but it's not it's not the same. But it's not the same. It's not the same. And I'm and I would argue with with most people that it isn't the same, but the beauty is you have to have a kid to be able to do that argument to compare. This is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm like, crap, I'm gonna have to have a child in order to to <laughs> figure out the answer to this. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, with some of the things your dog, you know, Lupin has had, it's pretty close to having a kid in some ways. But at the end of the day, you're not paying them for college. It's yes. It's it's a short life. Yeah. I, I think it boils down to that. And you can put them in the crate. Mm-hmm. Now I was making an analogy my mind thinking well, you put them in the crate, we put our kids in the playpen. Maybe that's no different. I started making all these analogies thinking, well, hmm, maybe it's really not any different. Well, that's what I'm saying you, is like sometimes I think of like if I were to imagine myself having like being a mom or like having a toddler or something like that. Just like, yeah, like I'd probably just, you know, put up a doggy gate. They can't get into the other room and have one little like padded room and they can do whatever they want in there. <laughs> I'm well, like, there like is doggy daycare. Yes. There's, and we yeah. put our kids in daycare and I started yeah. making all these analogies yeah. and went, well, maybe there isn't really a difference. So, Sometimes, I think, I think what a main difference is, is the consistency of the care. So it's like, yeah, I am sometimes up with Lupin mm-hmm. because he has a stomach ache or whatever, but it's not like every day, day in and day out, I have to keep an exactly. eye on them and I have to... Like, what are they doing now? And, you know, I can pour the kibble into the bowl and leave. It's, I was just going to say, you don't have to make meals. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, you know, you can shower whenever yes. you want. Yeah. And that's not always the case when you have y- young kids. Yeah. Well, like Lupin, he gets very annoying starting at like four o'clock mm. before he wants his dinner at five. I think it's a little bit of like old when they man get dementia. older. Yes, oh, for sure. Yeah. Our dogs start licking the bowls. Yeah, he's just waiting mm-hmm. for it, and so, so we started. <laughs> we have three levels to our house. I started closing myself in the bedroom on the top <laughs> level. Lupin's on the main level, and Mike is closed in the basement. <laughs> so Lupin can't get to either of us because he would just stand in front of us and bark. And you can't do that. You know, you have a kid like yeah. crying for something. You can't just like <laughs> shut him in an area. No, you can't. Oh, well, shoot. I should have done know. that. We've all done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going back in your crib. 
so yeah so i think i think it is the consistency it's not just like the lifespan exactly which is one thing but it's also like the consistent day in and day out care the constant yes without a doubt the constant Mm -hmm. yeah cool all right well thank you both very much for coming on the podcast do you have any last comments thanks for having us this we love this podcast Yep, could be something the fact that you're my daughter, but we love this <laughs> yeah. podcast, and I I love the guests that you have on. So I I feel quite honored to be here because you have some pretty high powered, very cool guests. So thanks for including. Oh, thank you. Us. Yeah. Well, Maria is a is a listener. She doesn't have to listen. She's not my mom. So Maria <laughs> is a modern dog parent listener too. So I am. I've been listening. listening to your podcast since you first started, and um. I think just in general, all the information is great for anybody who is looking to get any type of information uh, when you are raising or, you know, a a puppy or an older dog, adoptive dog. I mean, all of it is really great information. Well, thank Thank you. you. On that note, everyone, if you're on Apple Podcasts, go leave a five-star review and if you want to follow the podcast, it's at With a Dog Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook page is also called With a Dog Podcast. We have new episodes every Wednesday. So we'll see you next week. Thank you guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 All content on the With a Dog podcast is for informational and comedic purposes only. It should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.